Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. KFI and KOST HD2. Los Angeles. Orange County. It's Monday, and it's time to rise and shine. Here's Jennifer Jones-Lee with your morning wake-up call. Good morning. Oh, I have a fun story to share with you about my first full weekend in my new house and how I was able to meet my neighbors, most all of them. And I was able to see the impact of the local police department and the San Bernardino County Sheriff's helicopter. Let's just say your tax dollars at work. And uh, does anybody else have that one house in their neighborhood where when you move somewhere and you ask the neighbors, how's this neighborhood? And they go, oh my gosh, it's great. I mean, there's that one house. And you go, oh. Anyway, I'll tell you a little story about that one house. And how I met my neighbors this weekend and how we were all up until about two in the morning, Friday night. It was a very um, frightening bonding experience. That's what my weekend was. How was yours? Much cooler. I will say it was nice if we're all going to be hanging out outside. We had to go inside and, and we got some sweatshirts and it was chilly and... Oh, to be young again. That's another part of this story. It was great. How was your weekend? It's KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. So we've had a little bit of a change in the um, polling for LA's mayoral race. Tell you how things have changed there. Also, of course, we're going to follow up with the death toll from Hurricane Ian in Florida. We've got the president who's going to be touring the area. He's going to visit both Puerto Rico and Florida today. This is where he can see firsthand the damage done by the hurricane. I believe the FEMA administrator is going to go along with him. So we'll get more, though, specifically on the president's itineraries and what comes after his visit, you know, as far as aid goes, that sort of thing. And also the Native American civil rights activists who famously declined Marlon Brando's Oscar in 1973 for Best Actor has died. We'll get more on Sasheen Littlefeather in just a second. Let's go ahead and start with some of these stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom. The death toll from Hurricane Ian in Florida has reached at least 83. Some have questioned whether authorities waited too long to issue evacuation orders. Governor DeSantis defended officials at a news conference over the weekend. As that storm started to shift, then they took that data and then they acted appropriately. Many residents were caught off guard when the storm's predicted path turned south and devastated the Fort Myers area. Well, the deadline that was set by the group that hacked the L.A. school's data system has arrived, Superintendent Alberto Carvalho said last week. 
that L.A. schools would not hand over any data. Carvalho says the group started posting data on their dark web website Saturday. That's two days ahead of the posted deadline that they set up for the school system to pay or they'd post. The district has set up a hotline for information about the cyber attack. A man from Long Beach has been arrested after a standoff that started when he allegedly pointed a rifle at cops. Cops responded to a report of a man porting a, uh, pointing a rifle at a family, at family members yesterday. This was about 10-ish in the morning. Officers told the guy to drop the weapon, but instead he pointed it at them. He retreated into the home after officers opened fire on him. Officers entered the home just before four and took him into custody. Starting to tighten up in the race for mayor of L.A., Rick Caruso. He started to catch up with Karen Bass in the polls. The latest UC Berkeley L.A. Times poll puts Caruso just three percentage points behind Bass. And I'm wondering if it, usually in any big poll like this, there's a three percentage point margin of error. So that could put them roughly neck and neck. Now, that gap, though, that 3% gap that we've got now was 12 percentage points in August. But among likely voters, Caruso still trails Bass by 15 percentage points. A month ago, it was a 21% deficit. The body of a woman has been found in a house in Lake Forest after Orange County Fire Authorities put out a fire. The fire was reported just before 10 on Saturday. Firefighters initially said no one was hurt, but later they found the woman's body. When we come back, we'll talk with ABC's Karen Travers all about President Biden going to Puerto Rico and Florida today to see firsthand the damage done by Hurricane Ian. That's straight ahead. Right now, let's say good morning to Nick Pagliocchini. Checking your early morning drive. Nick, hope you had a great weekend. Weekend was pretty solid, Jen. It sounds like you had quite the adventure. Oh, it was fun. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it. Can't wait to fill you in. Are there pictures? Um, yeah, no. but I might not oh. release them only because it does kind of show my neighborhood and I don't want to no, like, you know, I can respect but, that. uh, yeah, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play a, a portion of the video for you just to give you wow. like, yeah, a little, I want to give you some flavor. Like, don't you need the helicopter going in the background and the screams and all that kind of, don't you need that? That's wow. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I miss the Inland Empire. Yeah, oh, it's good really times. Do. It's good. But times. I live in Long Beach, so it's no different. Well, Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have your share of craziness. That's no doubt. Five oh six on your wake up call, Karen Travers. Good morning to you. I understand, and uh, correct me if there's been an update on this, but that the death toll from Hurricane Ian stands at at least eighty three. I think that is what we're looking at now. But, you know, these are things that are obviously very much in flux. So we want to still say at least. Yes. All right. So what is the president doing today? I understand he will be all over the area that was ravaged by the hurricane. Yeah, the president's traveling to Puerto Rico today. Uh, he will be going down there with the first lady, the FEMA administrator, Deanne Criswell, will be joining them. He's meeting with families and community leaders impacted by Hurricane Fiona. They're going to participate in a community service project to help pack bags with food and other essential items. And the president will get a briefing on the recovery efforts there. He'll talk with uh, local officials and federal officials who are down there coordinating the federal response. The uh, Bidens are going down there, according to the White House to reaffirm their commitment to supporting the people of Puerto Rico every step of the way 
for as long as it takes, according to one official. And they want to thank the officials, the federal and local officials who are working around the clock to help people recover and start that painful, slow rebuilding process. While he's down there, the president's going to announce that there will be $60 million in funding from the bipartisan infrastructure law that he signed last year that's going to go towards shoring up levees, strengthening flood walls, and creating a new flood warning system so that Puerto Rico can be better prepared for future storms. So, you know, there's a lot of concerns about the electric grid and a whole host of rebuilding issues, but they also want to try and focus on what can be done to better prepare because these storms aren't going away. No, I know there was a woman that I heard specifically when you talk about the storm walls, and that's what she said. She's like, you know, I've lived here for umpteen years, and she said that storm walls always protected us, but the strength of this one in particular was just something that we couldn't imagine, and I'm sure that that's some of the things that they'll be addressing is that you have to plan for the unimaginable, any you know, these days. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that they're still rebuilding from the big storm from five years ago and, you know, how quickly the power grid can get knocked out when you aren't, you know, properly rebuilding and fixing it. And how do you make it durable and how do you make uh, everything sustainable? That takes a lot of money and it takes a lot of effort. So I think that's what the president's going to be focusing on today. Uh, And also that commitment from the federal government. And uh, we'll see if he does a dollar amount though, because it's a question that we've been asking since Hurricane Fiona hit. How much is this going to cost? And for now, the administration has not given us that dollar figure yet. Also, I'm sure that those areas that were hard hit are glad that the FEMA administrator is there to see firsthand what happened. She's been down there a couple of times, too. She was also in Florida last week. Uh, We expect that she'll be going to Florida with the president and first lady on Wednesday. Very, very busy times right now for FEMA. Absolutely. Karen, thank you so much. Have a good day. You too, thanks. Thanks, see you later. That is ABC's Karen Travers. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, initially you don't want the president down there. You know, you're like, uh, hey, can you and your entourage get out of the way? We've got to try and, you know, get out of this area, keep our family safe, that sort of thing. But now you've got the time where people are, you know, walking into, imagine, like, um, I heard one woman saying this morning how, The floodwaters in her area have receded, but that it's almost more difficult to get around because those floodwaters just left like inches of mud everywhere that have caked the streets, that have caked the doors. So you try and open the door to your house, you can't because it's just a wall of mud that is starting to harden. I didn't even think about that. You know, you just think, oh, good, the floodwater recedes and and then maybe you can get around. No, it leaves behind just walls of mud. So that's something too that, you know, I know FEMA is, you know, well-versed in that sort of thing and that kind of recovery. But for the people who haven't had to experience this in their area, specifically Fort Myers, which was not necessarily the direct direction of this hurricane, for those people, they may have been caught off guard a bit by how quickly this one changed course. Well, Justice Ketanji Brown-Jackson will make her debut as the Supreme Court's new term begins. ABC's Royal Oaks says controversial issues are likely to be decided. Should America end its embrace of affirmative action? Should business be allowed to refuse service to LGBTQ customers? These and other hot-button issues are on the docket for this brand-new justice. Jackson is one of three liberals on a court of six conservative justices. 
The average price of a gallon of regular gas in L.A. County has risen seven-tenths of a cent to a record $6.47. Weren't we out of record territory, anybody? This tops the previous high of $6.46 that was set June 14th. In Orange County, the average price rose one-tenth of a cent to $6.42. This is a day after it dropped seven-tenths of a cent. It rose 4.3 cents Saturday to a record $6.43 there. That topped the previous high of $6.41 set in June. Orange County's low-income health system has spent $2 million to tell people they might be eligible for food benefits. Cal Optima is using the money for bus wraps, advertising, and community events to drive awareness about Cal Fresh, which offers what's commonly referred to as food stamps. On Saturday, Cal Fresh joined similar programs nationwide to boost benefits by 12.5% to keep up with inflation. That equals almost $1,000 of food assistance each month for a family of four. Cal Optima says 340,000 people who are signed up for county health care may also be eligible for such food benefits and not even know it. In Orange County, Corbin Carson, KFI News. Several people riding in a boat in Channel Islands Harbor have been hurt when the vessel went into a wall. Ventura County Fire says the boat crashed Saturday night about 11.15. The boat was damaged and even had to be towed from the scene. Some of the people who were hurt were taken to the hospital. A former head of the CIA and retired four-star general says Russian President Putin will lose the war in Ukraine. David Petraeus tells ABC within hours of Putin declaring four regions of Ukraine now part of Russia... NATO allies had levied even more sanctions on Russia. Petraeus says Russia's best option is to negotiate a peace settlement. It can still get worse for Putin and for Russia. And even the use of tactical nuclear weapons on the battlefield won't change this at all. Petraeus said Ukraine, a country a third of the size of Russia, has a bigger, much more effective army on the ground as other assets as well. Well, the Native American civil rights activist who famously declined Marlon Brando's 1973 Oscar for Best Actor in The Godfather has died. Instead of accepting the award, Sasheen Littlefeather spoke about the mistreatment of Native Americans. She was 75. From what I understand, she had been suffering from stage four breast cancer, and it was just a couple of weeks ago that she got that apology from the Academy. And, you know, I I'm telling you. You know, I look at I look at when somebody dies right after something monumental happens to them. And you have to wonder if she had been waiting all this time for an apology or that that apology. You know, how they always say that um, like if, you you know, once the a person who's dying gets the opportunity to say goodbye to all their family members, that sometimes it's their That's when they can let go. That sort of thing. Or if if some, you know, dispute gets settled, that's when they can let go. You have to wonder. Not saying at all that that's the case. I'm just saying, doesn't make you think. Well, the woman known as the restaurateur to the stars has died. Uh, Madame Wu's Chinese restaurant on Wilshire Boulevard was famous with Hollywood's film stars. Wu arrived, immigrated from China during World War II and opened her restaurant in 1959. She closed the restaurant in 1998 and opened Madame Wu's Asian Bistro and Sushi at the Grove a few years later. Wu was 106 years old. Well, for a price, you can see things from the perspective, I don't know if you want this, from the perspective of Jeffrey Dahmer. 
The glasses serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer wore in prison are up for sale. Taylor James, who runs cult collectibles in Vancouver, Canada, is selling the reading glasses for $150,000. Other items for sale in cult collectibles Jeffrey Dahmer collection online include his Bible, original family photos, and paperwork. Dahmer was convicted of 16 murders and sentenced to life in prison in 1992 and was beaten to death by another inmate in 1994. The miniseries Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, is currently in the top 10 on Netflix. Mark Rahner, KFI News. No, thanks. Nope. You ever been to the Hollywood Museum of Death? Ooh. Whoa. Uh, sounded like a good idea till I was in there for about an hour and a half. And the, um, ooh, you guys, how do I put it? Like the negativity starts to weigh on you. Like you start to feel the, at least I did, the creep factor of... All these different serial killers, mementos and letters and, and uh, you know, Manson's guitar and, and uh, you know, I, mm. here's the thing. Maybe for Halloween, maybe for Halloween you go. Maybe you're a true crime person and you're very into seeing this kind of stuff. That's the perspective from where I went. Like, oh, yeah, I'm super intrigued by this stuff. Then I got about three quarters of the way through and was like, all right, let's speed this up. Wrap it up, people. I couldn't do it anymore. I had to go. Had to go. Not that there's like people jumping out at you or anything like that. You just, all of the bad, I don't know, the bad vibes and the the bad karma in that place, you start to sort of breathe it and it starts to kind of weigh on your shoulders and you're like, all right, I'm out. Still, if you're into that kind of thing, go. But just know, it's creepy. All right, when we come back, why United Airlines is suspending service at a major airport on the East Coast. Also tell you which major brand is doing some big discounting. And this isn't necessarily a store specifically. And it's one of these other stories where it's just overstocked on inventory. Also, here's a team up. Shaq and Jeff Bezos. Here's my tease. They want to soak up some sun. (laughs) Tyler just rolled his eyes at me. (laughs) And there is an Apple executive that has gone viral in a TikTok video. He said something, and it looks like that's what's making him step down. All that's coming up in just a second. Nick Pagliocchini, when you listen to my soak up the sun tease, you're going to be very proud of me. That's all I'm saying. You're not going to roll your eyes at me like Tyler did. Are you sure about that? Well, well, that's true. You two do kind of roll the same way. So maybe yeah, not. You just don't have to see my eyes. They're just uh, miles and miles away from you. That's so. true. Just tell me you thought it was awesome when you hear it. I will. Okay. Absolutely will. You got me. I'm your hype man. No yeah, worries. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> President Biden and the First Lady, along with the FEMA administrator, will head to Puerto Rico and Florida today. This is one of the largest search and rescue operations that have ever happened in our country. And uh, the president, first lady, as well as the FEMA administrator, will see it firsthand. Also, the deadline that was set by that group that hacked the L.A. school's data system has arrived. Superintendent Alberto Carvalho said last week the school system wouldn't hand over any data. And then over the weekend, we started seeing some of that data pop up on the dark web. So this was even two days ahead of the deadline that the hackers had given in the first place. Let's get into your biz bites this morning. Tesla just reported its third quarter production and delivery numbers for 2022. 
Now, according to estimates compiled by FactSet owned street account, analysts were expecting Tesla to report deliveries of over 364,000 cars. Elon Musk said, actually, we only reported deliveries of 241,000 cars. So this was less than, uh, obviously, this number fell short than what analysts were expecting. Speaking of Tesla, did you see Friday, this sort of humanoid robot? Little creepy, little cool. It's Optimus is the name of this humanoid robot. It walked super stiffly, super awkwardly. It's not like it just, you know, sauntered on stage and was like, hey, peeps, what's up? This thing walked very stiffly on stage at Tesla's AI day, kind of waved to the crowd and gestured with its hands for about a minute. Elon Musk said the robot was operating without a tether for the first time. Robotics developers often use that tether because the robots can't, they can't walk without falling. But Tesla plans to use its AI expertise to eventually develop an actual humanoid robot. But Optimus is just the beginning, they say. United Airlines is temporarily halting its service at New York's JFK Airport. It says its schedule there is just too small to remain competitive. Now, United has been negotiating with the AFAA to acquire additional slots for takeoff and landing authorizations at JFK. And uh, apparently the <laughs> the talks have been constructive. I love when they say that. Oh, yeah, the talks have been very constructive. And then they're like, we're pulling out, Bob. We're not hanging out there for a while. Well, that's, that's one tactic. Do you like Nike? Because you can add Nike to the list of brands and stores discounting all their excess merchandise to clear it off the shelves. Nike said this uh, this past week that its inventory levels are above 65% in North America and 44% overall worldwide from a year ago. And Nike says it's carrying far too much product. And this is, I mean, we've seen this at Walmart, Target, um, any of these big stores are all saying, yeah, we also have way too much. Nike says it's going to discount items to move them and that promotions will weigh on its profitability for the upcoming quarter. So that's the little heads up to investors. But. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Once it made that announcement, the investors went, oh, really? And Nike stock went down 11% on Friday. However, it's got to move the product some way. You know, I mean, this is obviously a business decision, it's got to get it out there somehow. And really, the only way that you can do that to lessen the inventory that you have, put it on sale and get people to buy it. Speaking of buying things and soaking up the sun, here it is, you guys. Shaq is teaming up with Jeff Bezos to buy the Suns. The Phoenix Suns are on sale, right? After Robert Sarver scandal. And now... Shaquille O'Neal told TMZ Sports he's interested in buying the team, but he was scared off when he heard that Jeff Bezos apparently beat 
or became a threat to beat him out. So he said, eh. Shaq, this is Shaq. This is great. Shaq is me, except for he probably, instead of buying like toilet paper and Swiffer, you know, pads, he says, I just ordered 50 things off Amazon today. Big man JB got that money coming in. Can we start calling Jeff Bezos big man JB now that Shaq has? If Bezos becomes serious about purchasing the team, it looks like Shaq's only way to become a part owner is to team up with Jeff Bezos. And apparently he's totally on board with this and said, if he, meaning big man JB, wants me on board, I would gladly like to talk to him. But as far as trying to own a whole team by myself and go up against, let me tell you something. I'm scared of big man JB. He then third personed himself and said, Shaq O'Neal is scared of big man JB. We're calling him that from now on. Tyler, make a note of it. What's today? October 3rd, 5.31 a.m. We are getting behind Shaq's characterization of Jeff Bezos, now known as big man JB. Can I be known as Little Lady JJL? I'm not very tall. Don't make this about you, Jen. <laughs> President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden will visited, visit those devastated areas in Puerto Rico and Florida this week. So today they're going to head to Puerto Rico. By Wednesday, they'll head to Florida. The FEMA chief also is telling Fox News the agency has put together its largest ever search and rescue operation. As of this morning, 83 people have been killed by the storm. Also, the deadline that was set by the group that hacked into the L.A. school's data system has arrived, but they didn't wait for that. Apparently, the group started posting some of the data on their dark website over the weekend, at least Saturday. That's a couple of days ahead of the deadline that they had set for the school system to pay their ransom. Let's say good morning now to ABC's Tom Rivers. Man, I, I, you know, Ukraine is saying, this is our land. You're not going to take our land from us. However, Russia drew a line in the sand, and Ukraine just sort of kicked that line in a way with the takeover of Lyman, which is a key transportation. It's a, a railroad area, right, Tom? Yeah, we've got some people not in the town but nearby. And, uh, again, we're learning what is this town all about. And you're right. It's a, it's a transportation hub. Uh, a logistical center uh, for the Russians for the past four months. So it was quite useful for them. It's in uh, Donetsk, but uh, right next to Luhansk. So that part of the part of the world is, uh, is, is actually key, the very heart of the four uh, parts that they've now, uh, in essence, taken over. In fact, within the last hour, we've had the Russian parliament signing off on the, uh, the ratification now, if you will, of those referendum in those uh, four areas in eastern and southern Ukraine. So, yes, it's a, it's a setback for the Russians. Um, but, again, at least the analysts here in London are saying um, at this short term, you know, you're going to see a lot of toing and froing uh, until you get those 300,000 there about new Russian forces, which may not even be there till the spring. Uh, that will change the dynamic. So things could be you know, fairly static, if you will, through the winter, and then uh, pick it up again in the spring. Uh, we've heard that before in other other conflict zones, too. So uh, this thing could be very really long, and the implications not only there, but uh, we felt around the world. 
And, you know, I remember Ukrainian President Zelensky saying, hey, we really want this thing to be over by the winter because logistically for not just his troops, but even the Russian troops, this is going to be, you know, really a difficult uh, fight because of the weather that's in that area. Now, in the meantime, when you were talking about those 300,000 troops that Putin has called up, I understand that something like 200,000 men of fighting age have left the country, if not more than that. So how does he how do how is he going to get that 300,000 number in the first place if you've got hundreds of thousands of them getting out of the area because they are saying, uh-uh, this is not a, a war that I want to be a part of? Yeah, though you got millions of millions of people in Russia, big, big country, uh, much larger than, say, the U.S. Uh, and those numbers are large. But uh, again, they think that they can they can deal with it. And, uh, you know, look at other countries that had unpopular conflicts in the past. What do you do if you're the government? You put your head down and drive. Think about Vietnam. Uh, ground on for many, many more years than just about anybody in America ever wanted to have. But uh, there you go. And maybe Moscow will be looking at a similar situation. Okay, so when it comes, though, to this line in the sand that Russia drew, when it annexed those four areas and said, okay, these are ours now. If you touch yep. them, we're going to respond the same way that you would if you touched any other part of Russia by any means. Of course, that was a hint at nuclear arms. What yep. now? Is this Ukraine's way of saying, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, screw that, that's our territory? Or is it them saying, I kick sand on your line in the sand? I think part of it is, yes, yeah, you know, it's, it's our land. We're going to fight for it. Also, uh, the U.S. and then followed by the U.K. and a bunch of other countries have been pouring uh, some pretty good weaponry into that theater for a long time now. It's costing taxpayers a heck of a lot. And they, they had to show some, quote unquote, positive use of those weapons. Otherwise, the people back in those Western countries would say, what are we doing this for? Uh, this is to no avail. So they have to they have to have some, quote unquote, victories on the chart, if you will, to keep the West sweet. Yeah. And in fact, you had um, former four star general David Petraeus saying, hey, to ABC News, in fact, to your colleagues, that he believes that because of all the support that Ukraine is getting and that all just everything that they're putting into their fight specifically, that they will end up beating Russia. Well, there you go. Um, you know, you got different armchair experts in Washington and certainly here in London, uh, kind of, kind of, you know, having their look into the crystal ball and see yeah. where this baby goes. Um, and you come up with a whole slew of different kinds of uh, scenarios, and uh, different people are, you know, certainly motivated by by uh, different situations, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but yeah, uh, this thing can go a number of different ways. Uh, but one thing is for sure, uh, you know, when the West through NATO is, is, is you know, come across other countries in the past, they're dealing with a whole different kettle of fish when you come to Russia. Uh, it's a different animal. Uh, you can't just go in there and uh, shock and awe them. Uh, no, you're in for a toe-to-toe fight. And you saw, I think it was last week, Zelensky says, I'd like a fast track into NATO. And within two hours, Jan Stoltenberg, NATO Secretary General, said, no way, no ain't going to happen. Yeah. Why? Because he was, he was, uh, he was scared to hell that, uh, what, what that could mean, not only for, 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 you know, for all of the NATO countries, but specifically, uh, the U S. So he said, uh, no, 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 you're not, you're not going to get that. 
So uh, carry on, do what you're doing. We'll give you some more weapons, but uh, you're not going to be in our club. Absolutely. And you can understand why uh, Zelensky would have asked for that. Like, oh, my gosh, I need you guys in my corner more than ever. But you understand why Stoltenberg would have been saying, no, 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 no. You can't jump in now once you are already in the middle of the fight. So I get it from both sides. Tom, thank you. I know you got to run. We'll talk again soon. Take care. All right. See you later. That is ABC's Tom Rivers. Yeah, absolutely. I get that. Where you don't have the opportunity to... Um, if I, if I was, God help us all if I'm the leader of anything, but if I was the leader of an area and I was being hard hit by, you know, the bully across the street, are you kidding? Of course I would go to my neighbors and go, I know I haven't joined your club recently, but I'd really like to join it now. And if my neighbors were like, uh, uh-uh, I don't want to get involved in this fight. This is you. This is all on you. I would get that. But yeah, I would also try. Speaking of my neighbors, I would like to play for you a little something that my brand new awesome little neighborhood sounded like over the weekend. That's a car. Oh, do you hear that overhead? That's the San Bernardino County police helicopter. Sheriff's apartment helicopter. So here's the deal. I just moved into a brand new neighborhood, just bought a house, got in last Friday evening. So my first, my first full weekend in the house was this weekend, right? And it's been lovely. I've had the nicest neighbors. Everybody came over last week at various times, introducing themselves. And I kept asking, you know, gosh, you guys are so awesome. Like, what's the catch? And they said, well, there's this one house on the street that uh, it likes to throw parties. I thought, well, all right, whatever. Party, big deal. I was a kid once, back in the day. Probably would have gone to that party, let's be honest. Didn't think much about it. That was until Friday night. And at about 9 o'clock Friday night, and I live in a cul-de-sac, I started hearing cars going up and down the cul-de-sac. And it started getting louder and a little bit louder. And to the point that I thought, I'm going to go out there and see what's going on. And Dolly barked. And Dolly never barks. And it was one of those big dog, I'm going to eat your house barks. Those, and I was like, whoa, what is that? So go out and I look in the backyard and I I can hear that the, the sounds are coming from the front. Walk around the side of the house and I look. I'm like, whoa, what is going on? There's a a train of cars coming up the street. They're blocking driveways, not because they're parking there, but because they are Ubering people to this party. I'm like, eh, hell of a party. And there's a DJ and it, the music's getting louder. The and I'm hearing that, yeah, Tyler, I told you it's a good story with sound effects and everything, right? And it's getting louder and louder. And now now there's like a strobe light effects and it's blue and it's green and, and there's cars all over and kids going to the party and some of them are dressed in Halloween costumes and the woo as they're walking down the street. <laughs> I start noticing it's not 12 kids. It's not 12 kids and Sally's mom dropping them off for this party. It is 
dozens of kids going to this one house on the street. Yep, yep, yeah. That's a little bit low and tame, though, for this story. So uh, (laughs) about an hour and a half later, oh, it's getting bad. And the woos are becoming, I'm not sure that's a party woo or is that somebody like in pain woo or, you know, wow. So I go back outside because I'm in the back of the house and I can hear this loud as I'm at the party myself, right? I go out there and now I can see that the cops are there. And apparently this is not the first time the cops have been there. This is like the second time the cops have been here. And apparently this is the second time that the helicopter has flown overhead. Well, now the cops get into the get out of the house mode. Like this party is out of control, spilling out in the street. You know, still the car is going up and down. I mean, it's like, it's like, wow, wow. And apparently somebody was, uh, you know, it looked like anyway, somebody was collecting money at the door. Sure, it costs money to put on a party like this. And it looked like a couple of guys might have gotten patted down as they walked in. I mean, safety first. I get it. But a holy cow. Now, this thing is out in the street. People are drinking in the street. It's getting crazy, right? And something, I'm not sure what happened, but a fight breaks out. And this is where all hell breaks loose. So now you've got a few cops who are there. A fight breaks out between two girls. Actually, it started. And then let the mayhem begin. I understand that maybe one cop was sort of trampled in the mayhem. I'm not sure. But then, you know, one cop goes down or there's a report of a cop going down. And I think that the the police officer was okay. But then all hell breaks loose. Now you've got the helicopter overhead. Please get out of the house right now. This is the police department. Now, lights and sirens, code blue or whatever it is. Cops are showing up everywhere. They're blocking off the street. Kids by the dozens, 20 at a time or so, spilling out into the street, getting involved in this fight. And at this point now, here's where Jen and the neighbors come in. This is all happening at the front of the cul-de-sac. I'm at the back of the cul-de-sac. Now everybody, all the neighbors start coming out of the house. More like, holy cow. However, I don't know what happened. I know plenty of people were taken away in handcuffs. Um, I, I only know this probably took at least an hour or more, maybe two, to get everything cleaned up and get everybody out of there. And uh, from what I understand, the, the family that lived in the house may have been getting evicted or something, and it sounds like it was just a like, woo, this is it kind of party. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. But anyway, that's when all the neighbors get together and we're all just standing back kind of over by the mailboxes watching going, holy cow. However, here's the silver lining. I met all of my neighbors. I got everybody's phone numbers. We all became friends. And we all just sort of watched as all of this went down and said to ourselves, God bless the police officers in our neighborhood. Because they responded incredibly. The helicopter was incredible. Everybody did an amazing job in their response. I hope nobody was seriously hurt. It didn't look like the word. It looked like it was just a party gone crazy. But you want to talk about a crazy way to meet your neighbors in a first full weekend in your house? Top that, everybody. I bet your first weekend you were like, oh, look, 
that van parks in front of our house. Oh, no, you didn't have the cops in the helicopter over your house, did you? People getting arrested, thrown on the ground. That's right. Anyway, I actually liked my neighborhood now even more than I did when I moved in. That's right. 83, that is the number of at least 83 people who were killed by Hurricane Ian. The first uh, lady and the president will visit the areas of Puerto Rico, devastated by Ian today, then Wednesday, head to Florida. Handle, I saw this story and I had to talk to you about it. I know you're a fan of spam. I uh, eat spam a lot. Ah, I see what you did there. Uh, there you uh-huh. are, a little singing. A little... When's the last time you had spam? Oh, it's been a while, actually, uh, to be honest, uh, a couple of years ago. Okay, so what, though, if you had spam today, what's your favorite way to fix spam? Are you a spam and eggs guy? No. Are you a spam on a sandwich guy? Yeah, spam on a sandwich. You know, fry it up uh, yeah. and put it on a, a Costco uh, roll. You put it on I a like. Costco baguette? Not a baguette. Oh. Uh, they have the the sort of ciabatta rolls oh, that yeah, are yeah, smaller, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I yeah. love those, yeah. And then some cheese on it, and, and that's it. You know, no mayonnaise, mustard? Yeah, maybe a little uh, maybe a little butter on it. All right. Well, apparently, Hormel has sold a record amount of spam for seven straight years, and 2022 is on pace for another milestone. Spam is trending on TikTok and on the menu at fine dining restaurants. They say that they're this. I'm not okay with this one. And Handel and Tyler, you might be. You might talk to me about this one. Tyler will eat anything pumpkin spice, but there was a limited edition pumpkin spice. Yeah, that's spam. Disgusting. That's disgusting. The spam disgusting. pumpkin spice spam sold out in minutes. Yeah, that's no. crazy. Oh, even Tyler, who, who loves pumpkin yeah, spice, no, is saying you gotta no. Draw the line, okay? Yeah, yeah. You can't just make whatever pumpkin spice no, and expect people to want it. Can't okay, even, you can't even make pumpkin pumpkin spice. I, I mean, you reach okay. you reach the limit. We have plenty of spas, uh, spam uh, at my house because. Uh, occasionally you have Pamela, whose dog it really is, will go out, buy spam, and uh, the dogs won't touch it. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I I, get, I get to eat lots of it. Your cupboards are overstocked? Yes. Well, I, the guy, I guess the brother of a corporate executive, the way that it all came to about was he threw out spam as a combination of spice and ham. And then he, I guess, kind of threw it out at a party like, hey, what do you guys think about this? And everybody loved it. So that is how we get... Spam. Yeah. Uh, by the way, have you seen the history of Spam? There is uh, it. It is. They had uh, actually, I think it was the president of Hormel who. Uh, That's probably this guy yeah, that I'm thinking who about. Put, yeah, who put all of, uh, you know, pig's lips and oh, uh, other parts and ears and just, you know, ground them all up with a little bit of fat. And that sounds you know? delicious to you and you're dissing pumpkin spice? Uh, I Yeah, I like uh I'm not going to go into specific parts, but yeah, I like uh, animal parts. Yeah, I'm fine with those. Anyway, handle all I'm they have telling to be gro- you. They have to be ground up. Because, well, I'm glad you, you draw know, the line you know, at something. Yeah, a big honking ear in uh, a slice of spam is uh, mm, there's a great story there, a legal story that uh, I don't think we have time uh, to share. Oh, damn. Well, you know what? When we open the news, maybe I'll share that. Oh, it's a I'm great so- it's a oh, great okay, legal story. It really is. Okay. All right. Well, we will get to oh, the ear story. No, no. It's better than that. Oh, God. All right.
This is KFI and KOST HD2, Los Angeles, Orange County. Hey, and real quickly, I want to pay off on the Terry Bradshaw story. He had, I guess people have been asking him, like, hey, you don't look so great lately. And he basically said, no, you know what? I haven't been so great lately. I've been battling two forms of cancer over the past year. I had bladder cancer, and he also had skin cancer. There was a tumor on his neck that turned out to be a Merkel cell tumor, which is a rare form of skin cancer, but... He told people over the weekend, I am cancer-free and feeling great. I may not look like my old self, but I feel like my old self. So there you go. Terry Bradshaw had cancer, now cancer-free, says he's feeling great. I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee. This has been your wake-up call. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.